But hey, even if you if even if you go in there and you don't buy anything and you avoid that, you still get to keep all the treats you ate. It's true. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Can't nobody can take it. that away if from they, you. If they start taking that away, then we really got Uh-oh. a problem. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Six twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News. I would argue that this could be. The most impressive feat in human history, and it's taking place as we speak. You've discussed this before. You're very impressed by this. A lot of things we've done. A lot of things we've done to cure diseases. Landed a man on the moon, Eric. Landed a man on the moon. We've done a lot of different things. Skyscrapers, 2,000 plus feet in the air. This could be the most impressive thing we have ever done because of technology and using our brain for math and whatnot. And it's going to happen here in a couple of months. They had a rehearsal yesterday in NASA. Do you remember the OSIRIS-REx mission? This was NASA sending a spaceship to an asteroid that's moving. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Landing on said asteroid, collecting a sample from said asteroid, flying off the moving rock, and then flying back to Earth to let us study that asteroid sample. What could possibly go wrong? Well, and exponentially <laughs> more difficult than the one that we talked a lot about. Remember when we, when we knocked the asteroid off its course? Oh, that's course? right. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. was also pretty awesome. Bullseye. A little bullseye action. That's there. where we Remember get that, that when they were kissing their muscles during the news <laughs> hey, conference? NASA administrator, yeah. bullseye. <laughs> yeah, I'm God, I think he said. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, the Osiris-Rex, I think it's incredible. The, the, the math that has to go into doing something like this, just finding the asteroid, landing at it, and doing all this work. Well, anyway, so they launched the original aircraft, spacecraft, in 2016. It landed in October of 2020. It's coming back September of this year. So September 24th, it will come back. And yesterday, they ran one of their sample recovery rehearsals okay. of it. And essentially, what's going to happen is this spacecraft is going to fly by Earth, and it's going to shoot it into the atmosphere and it'll come down on a little parachute, and we'll get to see if there's anything in that asteroid that could potentially be what led to the creation of life. We're actually really good at this part, the re-entry into Earth's atmosphere, because we've been doing that when we put people up in space Mm -hmm. and bring them back. Been doing that for a long time. And what they wonder is, you know, when something like this has happened in the past, has there been an asteroid that hit this planet that could have sparked something? Has it happened in other planets as well, where something on that, the nutrients, whatever, the water, whatever is on some of these things, the ice, I guess, whatever that could be, could that be what sparked something growing someplace else? Is anybody else worried about this at all? What part? The, the fact that, you know, we may be reintroducing something that might... <laughs> like some you know a- I mean? alien diseases or alien something? Alien diseases, <laughs> alien creatures, Kryptonite. alien evolution. Once it goes through the atmosphere, comes right? a creature. And it appears to be breathing. I have an imagination, but right, oh my... They open the hatch and some critter comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What have we Why done? Why did we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> this big Navy ship out there just envelops the whole thing. Right? <laughs> uh, speaking of asteroids, a giant one's supposed to fly past us again today. Okay, well, we'll learn much more about yeah. it mm-hmm. just months from now. <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. 
After winning their last two games, the Milwaukee Brewers allowed Brandon Nimmo to homer twice and David Peterson threw six scoreless innings on Tuesday night as the Mets topped the Brewers by a final score of 7-2. Julio Tehran got the start for the Brew Crew, retiring the first nine batters, but eventually... The Mets offense caught up, scoring seven runs on the Brewers starter. Yeah, I mean, he's, look, he's had whatever, what start is this? Was it seven or six? Seven, yeah. I mean, he's had six wonderful starts. Um, this one didn't go his way, and get back on it and have a good one on, um, you know. That did not go his way, but on the offensive side of things, it didn't go the Brewers' way either. Where lefties continue to be an issue for the Brewers at the plate as they fell to a record of 10-15 and 15 in game started by left-handers. The Brewers will look to bounce back tonight in New York. Coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Wayne Miley expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. To the NFL with some tragic news that occurred in the late afternoon of Tuesday as former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett, who went on to have a seven-year career in the NFL, died in an apparent drowning at a Florida beach. He was just 35 years old. And lastly, over to the NBA with some late-night Bucks news. Guard Javon Carter has officially opted out of his player option with the team, making him a free agent. He will join the likes of Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez as guys who will be looking to cash in this summer. General Manager John Horst will have his hands full beginning on Friday when the negotiating window opens up for his free agents. He and newly hired head coach Adrian Griffin could potentially be looking to build a different roster than years past. There's a little bit of hitting the ground running with this group and everything we're going through, but to the best of our ability, we're pulling them into our processes. We're meeting, we're watching film, we're discussing, and we're going through, you know, here's what we think here, you know, this is why. And a lot of it up until here in the last minutes and making the decisions. And so it's been very open, very collaborative. Uh, he's got great insight, great opinions. We're not trying to build a roster like we have in the past. NBA free agency will begin Friday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. We talked a lot about borrowing a friend or other family member's passwords for streaming services and the like. There's a major retailer who's also cracking down on people borrowing other people's access to that store. Eric's got that story coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 623 on Wisconsin's Morning News, from time to time people will borrow things from a friend. Even a Costco membership. So I didn't think you could do that. I didn't think you could either. Well, I mean, I, not only did I know that you're not supposed to do that, but I didn't think you could pull it off. How are people pulling it off? So Costco membership policy hasn't changed, but shoppers at the Wholesale Club may have noticed lately that the frequency with which it's enforced seems to have increased. That according to the USA Today. So first of all, if anyone's if anyone's pretending to be a Costco member, will you please call anonymous? We won't we won't share any of that stuff. 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talking text line. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank get old. If you are stealing, you're a non-member and you go to Costco, we need to hear from you. How are you doing this? So basically, what's happened is they're done with the idea of you being able to go there and use some of these different um when you know how you can do your your self checkout, there are some areas of there where you can do the self checkout. Oh, and that's how because you're supposed to show the card right mm-hmm. when you check out. But if you do the self checkout, sometimes you don't get asked uh-huh. as much, and you or you can use a different card. So 
Employees at the membership-only retail chain are more routinely asking to see shoppers' membership IDs with their photo when they use the self-checkout lanes, that according to Costco. The crackdown on unauthorized card sharing comes as employees have reportedly noticed that the expansion of the chain's self-service checkouts have coincided with more shoppers using membership cards that don't belong to them. So, hey, Vince, can I grab your card quick? I'm going to run over there to Costco and use this self-checkout. That way I can avoid having to actually show it to somebody. Could you bring me to Costco? <laughs> can I come in with you? Yeah. As your guest? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean... I we think, shop together? Here, this is mine. This will be yours. This I always, is mine. They ask for your card when you leave, too, to show you show the receipt, at least. You show the card when you come in. So I don't see the how you're able to do this as often or how you're able to get away with this. But here's what's so awesome about this story, that even those who are Costco faithful, even those who are members are annoyed by this crackdown, because that means that they're being asked oh, over sure, and right. over and over again to show their card. So when I go in there, I don't want to be asked five times. So that's kind of actually kind of annoying. Because you are a member in good standing. I love this one. I felt more and more like I'm doing something wrong each time I go. <laughs> commented Ashley Dixon, a member of one of Facebook group who has stopped four times in a recent trip in Illinois. This according to USA Today. It's annoying to be hounded at every step while shopping. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. This just in. I witnessed that yesterday when the clerk monitoring the self-checkout said she had to see the photo. And another one here. I was a member. They never asked to see my card coming in or leaving. Really? So I, I guess would... they're cranking it up. So when I've walked in, I've used to have to show it, or my wife would when we went in there. Hmm. So yeah. So this is not going to be like a two-point ver- verification, like we have to like, type in like Thumbprint. a four-digit. Yeah. Enter your code. But they don't want retinal people scan. just. Yeah. No retinal <laughs> scan yet. They just don't want people showing up stealing stuff. I just, I'm curious how often this actually happened. I was hoping there'd be one person be willing to admit, yeah, I sneak in there <laughs> but sometimes. But are they actually stealing? They're, they're paying for their stuff. They're just not, they weren't using. They're not a member. So right. They're not paying yeah. the membership fee. The stuff right. is discounted because you pay a membership, right? right? So there's a, there's a front end buy-in to mm-hmm. get the discounts. Yes. And Costco can be very convenient oftentimes. It, it can be. But hey, even if you, if even if you go in there and you don't buy anything and you avoid that, you still get to keep all the treats you ate. It's true. true. I mean, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nobody can take no. that away if from they, you. <laughs> if they start taking that away, then we really Uh-oh. got a problem. <laughs> Appreciate this text this morning in the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Text the show anytime. But uh, this report is we're once again concerned with the air quality in the area. As Kristen indicated, it is expected to be better today than it was yesterday. And this on the text line, FYI, visibility right now in Cudahy near the lake, much better. That's all caps. Much better than it was all day yesterday. Perhaps the smoke is dissipating some, at least in some areas. We'll take progress anywhere on that front. If it comes, that'd be great. Still, though, very unhealthy, according to the Air Quality Index. number of people responding to Eric's story that uh, we just had uh, 10 minutes ago or so on folks who've been using other people's Costco cards and Costco now cracking down on that. So if you're a member of Costco, you have to buy in. What's the card these days? Like 100 bucks or something? Uh, give or take a couple, yeah. Somewhere in that neighborhood, that right? Area, yeah. And then once you're a membership, then you use that card to gain access to mm-hmm. deeply discounted items. And some folks have worked out the math. We were, we've been Costco members, and then we've been not Costco members. And I don't know, we kinda, we're kind of we an ebb and flow family. Sure. 
Us two, right now we are in. Now you're in. And uh, there's a lot of advantages to it that we appreciate. There's a feeling of when you're in, though, of like, hey, we got to go here. (laughs) We have to go (laughs) and spend some money here. And I need this package of 48 hamburger patties. Right. And so actually long run, oftentimes you do save money, right? Because you're buying in bulk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some, some economic experts that I've talked to over the years who've talked about that practice are also like, yeah, but if you're paycheck to paycheck, you know, or if, if, if finances are tight, do you really need a year's supply of toilet paper right now? Or are you better off, you know, buying a little bit that you can actually afford at okay. this moment, right? Well, so it depends on how the math works out for your family. So Costco, like Netflix, cracking down. I want to make sure that no one is getting in there for free and using a non-member card, meaning they're not a member and they're using someone else's card. And apparently this has been happening, and they've really been going after the uh, the checkout lines, right? So if you're in the self-checkout lanes, that's where they've been hitting. We got one texter saying, yep, saw that happen yesterday. Uh, here's one from the 262. My friend got a second one of her mom's cards, and her mom's card did not have a photo. So that's the one she oh, used. Oh, so that's how we're... Skirting around that one. But one texter said that they've never been asked to show their card, which I find hard to believe. I mean, I constantly am asked to show my card when I walk in there. If I recall the days when, when we were members, yeah, it was a, I was proud to show it. Here yeah. we go. Yep. I got a card right, right here. here. I'm already holding it. <laughs> right. Get like it a backstage <laughs> pass like Wayne and Garth. Yep, right here. Right. Everybody, is this cool? Is this yes. cool? I'm a member. Uh, somebody else said if you use a card, here it is. If you have a Costco gift card, you can shop and pay with the gift card without being a member. Ah, okay. Another loophole there. So just, uh, Eric, I'm going to need you to pick me up some Costco gift cards. I can do that for you. No, I like better that you take me as your guest. (laughs) That's right. We can go together. (laughs) 645, Brandon's got sports next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. David Peterson tossed six scoreless innings, and the New York Mets topped the Milwaukee Brewers on Tuesday night by a final score of 7-2. With the loss, the Brewers dropped to an overall record of 41-38 and will look to bounce back tonight with Wade Miley slated to get the start. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Tragic news out of the NFL as former quarterback Ryan Mallett, who played seven seasons in the league, has reportedly died at the age of 35. This after tragically drowning in a beach in Destin, Florida. And Bucks guard Javon Carter has officially opted out of his deal with the team, making him a free agent. NBA free agency will begin on Friday, June 30th. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks are entering a pivotal offseason this summer, this following a first-round exit in the playoffs, the firing of their head coach, and where more questions surround their roster than my recent memory serves. Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez will lead the team's free agency roster when the league opens the negotiating period on Friday, along with now guard Javon Carter. All three players played crucial roles in helping the Bucks secure the number one seed in 2023, and with all those players pending free agents keep your eyes pinned on the first few days of this free agency period how general manager john horse decides to navigate this offseason with again keep in mind almost zero top level assets 
will be told in just the first few days. If you hop on social media, most fans want the team to make a big-time splash, but the question is, with what? Draft picks are a thing of the past here in Milwaukee, thanks to the likes of Jay Crowder. All signs and words from the boss in Milwaukee point to Middleton being a priority to bring back to the Cream City. But regardless of what happens, this will be John Horse's biggest test as the Bucks' general manager. How he decides to improve an aging roster that was good enough for the top seed in the East will be by far his toughest task this summer. With the team in its championship window, a lack of assets, and questions around their roster, Horse must navigate through this offseason in a way he never has before. The goal in Milwaukee nowadays is always to win championships. The other goal? Keeping Giannis happy. What he does to accomplish both will be vital. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Our teammate from 1017 The Truth, host of the afternoon show, Dr. Ken Harris, in the house with us this morning, back from a brief hiatus. Yes, very much so, and very relaxed and having a great day. Uh, Super glad, because I I held this for you. I figured you did. (laughs) Because it's been in the news lately, but I wanted to ask you specifically about it, not only uh, because of your hosting duties on 1017 The Truth, but also because you're in higher education at Concordia University. So you have this. And I have a graduate certificate from Cornell University in diversity. Do you want to list all your other credentials? That's fine, Ken. Right. I had to get it. Ken's real smart, okay? All right. <laughs> okay. No, so there's this uh, this ongoing battle in the Wisconsin State Legislature right now about funding for the UW right. system and specifically about DEI offices. Right. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you got Republicans in the legislature that are talking about dropping about $32 million is how the math works out mm-hmm. from the UW system in an effort to encourage them to move funding away from these DEI offices. My question for you is, and I can't wait to hear your answer. If you're a young African-American student who's considering the University of Wisconsin-Madison, per se, does it matter at all to you whether there's a DEI office in the school? I think that's unfortunately not the question to ask. I think we have to ask what's been the outcome of having a DEI office. And... The way to answer that, I think, is another question. If I were to put Vince Vetrano and Eric Bilstad in historically black college or university in the South, that's 99.9% black, and then have you go to school there for a year. Tell me how would it feel to ensure that there's somebody there that understands your, I don't know, Vetrano is Italian? Sure, yeah. And, and Bilstad is German? Norwegian. Norwegian? Yeah, always weird. Um, it, I mean, a couple of white dudes. <laughs> I know. That's what we are. <laughs> well, but that's how you see right. yourselves. Yeah. We haven't been seen that way. Mm-hmm. And we don't see ourselves that way. So when you go into an environment, as my daughter did, with, from a school like Divine Savior Holy Angels with 700 students to 70,000 students at UW, and a fraction of them look like you, and you don't see them anywhere. Every class you go to, you're the only one. Right, right, right. Every dorm place you go, you're the only one. There's maybe one dorm that's predominantly black because the student said, well, we just want to live together. Okay. At some point, it starts to mess with your psyche. All COVID did is reinforce the same thing that all those other students in rural areas went through with mental health. 
We've been going through with that for 400 years. So you think it does, does play a role in the comfort level Most for those definite. students to know that there's there the, is someone here in a dedicated office to whom I can report if I got questions or issues or anything. The only reason I got through Illinois State University is because of the high potential student program that was for black students, where I was able to see people who talk. We have our own language. Linguists tried to call it Ebonics, but... Italians, you know, depending on where you're from, you speak different languages. Same thing with Germans, Norwegian, right? There's always a sub-language. The way we speak to each other that everybody calls lazy, linguistically, is actually a sub-language. So those cultural things are non-existent at a UW-Madison. Well, why can't they just spend that money on hiring more faculty members, uh, uh, people of color? Because faculty don't even want to work. Remember, you use DEI to hire faculty to hire staff, mm-hmm. to create a, a cultural belonging so that everybody can work together. DEI is not just for black people, Hispanic people. It's for everybody. If you're of Italian, if somebody came here from Italy, mm-hmm. they would have to have contact with DEI so that you could make sure that they have those things. You know, Italian in America is not the Italian in northern Italy. So you want to make sure that they have some things that remind them of home and make them feel comfortable. So does the DEI work properly? Is it operating the way it's supposed to? Yes, I think like with everything, some people use it as a hammer, you know, because everything they see is a nail, when in fact it's, it, it really doesn't take that. It's, it's starting to move towards commonality and belonging versus uh, diversity, right? We're all diverse, okay, but the equity part and is is the legal part, but the inclusion needs to be belonging and commonality. We have significantly more in common other than race than we do, I mean, until we go home, right? And then you have your own culture at home, right. how you deal with your wife and your kids and what you were taught, and that's okay. Historically, ours hasn't been respected at all. Women just got the right to wear braided hair to work in 2001 and had to go to the Supreme Court to get it. Something's wrong. Dr. Ken Harris, our team in at 1017 The Truth, host of the Afternoon Show. Thank you, sir. Thank you.